Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Stories of Selling Human podcast. I'm your host, Alex Smith, and I started this podcast because I believe everyone in the world will someday be faced with a situation, could be business, could be personal, that requires you to create change. I think we all want to be heard, seen, and understood. And the people who get our attention and convince, persuade, or influence us, they are not just salespeople. There are great humans throughout all walks of life that we're drawn to. I'm going to share their stories here so that we can tap into what makes us human, practice our human skills, and ultimately we'll all become better at selling by being human. All right, gang, I am super, super uh, excited for this woman. Uh, another uh, woman who joins us from uh, far away. We're a global podcast now, <laughs> folks. Um, and, you know, the power of LinkedIn, we, we met on LinkedIn. So this woman uh, is a co-founder of sellingfornonsalespeople.com, uh, which she started with Michael David Chapman. She's a mindset coach, a TEDx speaker. She's a sales coach in so many endeavors. She also runs uh, a sales training company called uh, Employment Service Training in New South Wales, Australia. She was, she's coming all the way from there uh, to jump on. She helps train sales uh, skills to people trying to re-enter the workforce and gain uh, employment. Uh, she's also uh, leads up the Selling Academy and also contributes to sales masterminds. Uh, I first found her, like I said, on LinkedIn because her influence on LinkedIn uh, has a whopping 40,000 people that uh, uh, follow her content and it made its way all the way to me halfway across the globe and so you just gotta live LinkedIn folks so uh, without further ado please welcome all the way from New Wales Australia Rana Kordahi welcome Rana to the podcast thank you wow that was a great introduction thanks so much it's the first time someone's actually read all the uh companies that i run usually it's just one not, not that i care i'm like okay he's done his research thank you alex <laughs> well you know i don't want to sell you short if this is a podcast about selling you then you know let's sell your it's, complete package no it's uh, okay i i understand it takes a lot of effort <laughs> but yeah, thank you. i love it it's so funny too because you you hear all that stuff about you and you're like oh no you're, you're humble. You don't want to hear it. But sometimes we're like, okay, keep going. He's really going to read it. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird to listen uh, to people talk about you. And you're like, yes. okay, that's what they see. That's how they see me. I didn't see that. Okay. <laughs> Let me do some more observation about that. Yeah, well, it's good to hear every once in a while. You need that uh, sounding board. So mm. awesome. I'm really excited to talk to you, Rana, because um, we have uh, a lot of the, the same wavelength, I think, at how we look at um, selling just that everyone, all human beings will have to do it. And I love your framework of um, teaching sales to, um, we'll quote unquote, non-salespeople. So we'll talk about that term today. Um, and just really excited to show, uh, you know, how really all of us can really tap in, not just salespeople, but all of us can tap into certain things to, to help us become better at it. So my first question is about you. We're gonna focus on you for a second. So I wanna ask you, what is the one sale you are the most proud of, it could be business, it could be personal, that you've had in your life and why? One of the most proudest sales when I worked in employment services, so I was helping uh, long-term unemployed people into work and some yeah. of them had disabilities. And I remember I had to make a lot of cold calls, go out door knocking. And there was this one guy who, um, he was a young guy, he was about 28. He was from Spain. Uh, that's when I was in London and he basically um, was because he had a disability. It was the one where you um, 
I don't know what it's called, Crohn's disease, where you have okay. a bag. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I, he had a, a degree, um, you know, he was a teaching degree. And he said, I've been trying to find work in, in teaching and I just can't because I took the disability and people discriminating. Mm. Oh. And I helped him with everything from his resume to his confidence to, uh, you know, putting him in touch with the right um, employer. And eventually I got him work experience, which was a, a foot in the door. And then I think I saw him six months later in the street, I bumped into him and he had like, he got teary and he said, I just got uh, offered a teaching position. Thank you so much. You've changed my life. And for me, that was the pra- one of the, uh, where I felt goosebumps. Yeah. yeah. So selling people, I know we, they're not products, but selling people um, for me was one of the most rewarding sales, although it didn't pay a lot compared to right. uh, traditional sales, but right. uh, it was very rewarding. I love that, you know, cause I was going to tell you, cause it, I, I'm the same way. I get motivated by those like goosebump chills moments in sales. I mean, we all like, you know, if you're in sales, you're motivated by money for sure. Um, but yeah. you know, that the, the money comes through, mm-hmm. you know, that transformational change with people and it can happen in just those, you know, just even little moments, you know, that's a lifelong, that guy will never forget you, I think, for the rest of his life, for that moment yeah. in time that you helped him. Um, and that's what I think is so important. I was going to just ask you, but you kind of answered my second one, just how you, how you feel when you, when you see someone that, I don't know kind of what that person's sales ability was, but what is that feeling for you like when you take someone that maybe, you know, isn't confident, doesn't, um, you know, has a lot of fear around the word sales or, you know, just, you know, just is terrified of, of, of doing mm. it. And you're able to, um, you know, give them something um, that they didn't have before and, and then find a success. Like walk me through what that looks like for you and the feeling of what that gives you. When I first began uh, being a sales coach, I actually didn't know that that was one of my strengths is to help people, not just with their the frameworks of what to say in the scripts and all that. But one of my strengths was to take somebody that hates cold calling, that is not the traditional salesperson that kind of, you know, gets anxiety. They're about to vomit to telling me weeks later that they love it or telling their manager that they love it. So, uh, so your question is, how does that feel or what do I do in order to um, change their mindset about it? Well, both, you know, first off, how does it feel for you? Like, what is that feeling Uh, like? I mean, yeah, it's amazing because I feel that I, like, I have more clarity in regards to my purpose and why I do what I do. And it obviously gives me more confidence as somebody who is a practitioner um, because, you know, like, if you're not getting the results or if you're not doing well in regards to helping people as a sales coach or a life coach or whatever, I don't know, whatever you're selling, then you're not going to succeed. So for me, the most important is not like, for me, it's not about my sale. I close the sale and I make money, but it doesn't end there. It ends when I Mm. get the results Mm. and the relationship that I have going forward and the referrals that I have. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So yeah. (laughs) And it's, you have to identify I'm making an impact. And I think that's why I could have been a life coach. I could have been a leadership, like I could have been any other coach because I've got um, experience. And, but I think 
it, even when I was a life coach, it all came down to people not being able to sell in their business, in their relationships themselves. And, you know, sales ties to their own self-confidence, self-belief. Um, and then I just thought, you know what? I can be a sales coach, but I can also help people with their marriage, how to, because sometimes I go into training and I say, okay, this is how you overcome objections or this is how you influence somebody. And people come back to me and say, you know, I use that framework on my child or I use that framework <laughs> on my husband or I, um, you know, and, oh, these are the, this is the steps of how not to fear rejection. You know what? I actually did that with a woman on a date, you know, and I don't feel rejection anymore. Or I sent out, uh, once I sent out an email, it was email marketing to thousands of people. Uh, and it said, uh, how not to fear rejection. And one guy responded, said, you know what? This is, can be so used with dating. I'm going to use it with dating. <laughs> I'll send you the article anyway. Yeah. Um, or you can Google it if someone wants. It's like, just put my full name and then just put um, reject, fear, not how not to fear rejection. It'll yeah. just come up. We'll put yeah, it in the so show notes. Yeah. I hope um, that answered your question. But yeah, I mean, it's not just me. People have to do the work. Like I'm not taking credit. I'm just the kind of the tool to help you, but if it's all you at the end of the day, like you're the person that can either have the results or not. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's so many similarities because, you know, a lot of the stuff you talked about, I mean, you know, you have a TEDx talk and you, know, you talked about building rapport in it and I uh, used an amazing story, just a really heartfelt story at the very beginning. You drew me in, uh, you drew me in for through your story of, um, you know, your father, I won't tell it for you, but, you know, just a gripping story of how your, your father, you know, had a, you know, maybe a failure with, um, you know, developing rapport, but then had a lot of success and they were like life and death situations. I mean, this is, you know, sales is, is something that, you know, will show up in this, the, the, the moments you least expect it. And they could literally change the course of your life. I don't I know the, the, the really gravity of that, but describe kind of, you know, why you think that, that, that selling can really change the course of your life and maybe even, you know, the cha change the world. Why, why is that? That's a good question. I mean, some people don't like to use the word sales. You can use it, whatever, you can use whatever yeah. you want. You can use the word influence, communication, um, impact, whatever. I just call it sales because really that's what it is. I like the word sales I, <laughs> and I like things that are a bit, but um, at the end of the day, I've seen people that are so smart, they're brilliant, but they could never get much in life, whether it's to influence somebody into an idea at work, whether it's to sell. And, you know, I used to help unemployed people into work and the people that could not get the jobs, it wasn't the ones with the PhD or the great um, resume. Many times it was the ones that could not sell themselves at a job interview. So yeah, it can definitely change your life. So I don't, I think some people, they focus more on, on their um, credentials and that's mm -hmm. important, but also uh, your soft skills, your communication skills, your influencing yeah. skills, they can change the course of your life. And even with the story with my father, I told two stories, one where we were sent back uh, by boat to, uh, from Cyprus. We were escaping war and we, ha we were sent back to the war zone. And I remember it was horrific. And I don't know, like maybe it was the man, maybe it wasn't my father that... Um, yeah. It's just my perception, what I remember my father arguing, uh, because there was no rapport there. The man did not like my father. And many times you understand that people want to help you when they like you. It doesn't matter whether that the asshole border, sorry, sorry, like the border patrol man, no. most of them are. I've had probably was. <laughs> yeah. You know, like they're usually power trippers. 
Sorry, no offense. <laughs> yeah, yes. It's all right. They're not my clients. So I wouldn't want to. <laughs> I can help you with sales, you know. Um, or you, you have the. Um, another time, my father. I remember he had a, a man pull a rifle to his head. We were stuck in traffic. It could have been road rage, or it could have been. I don't remember the specifics, but I remember that my father was calm. He uh, negotiated. He talked his way out of getting shot, and it saved his life. Now, my father. I'm sure he wasn't thinking. I'm selling or I'm a salesperson, but my father actually, in fact, uh, he's not a, he's a journalist, photographer, writer, and, but he's one of the best salespeople. Like if you speak to him, he's a naturally gifted communicator. Uh, he's a naturally now under pressure in Cyprus when we said back, maybe some people, it doesn't matter how gifted you are. You might under stress, not. So that's why it's not just about communication in sales. It's also about the mindset, your resilience, your, um, how to be able to work with people when there is pressure, because even some of the best salespeople, mm. when there is pressure, when there is stress, when there is rejection, even the best communicators, um, forget about the mindset work, the self-confidence work. They are. Yeah. So there's a lot of elements there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I want to, you know, dig into kind of like that personal confidence because I, I do agree. Like, you know, it, it it starts a lot of times with with confidence. You know, I mean, you could you could absorb all of the greatest books on sales or yeah. influence or or whatever leadership, um, but if you don't actually apply it or you're or you're afraid of it not working, it can't go anywhere. Um, you know, and, and so much of, of influence is just, you know, having the confidence, your dad having the confidence in that threatening situation to try mm-hmm. to, you know, not go to anger, to go to a place of it being about two people and trying mm-hmm. to understand what is this other person trying to get into the head of that person and the heart of that person is, is tough for people to do. I mean, what do you think are some of the, the, the soft skills that, anyone in the world should really try to, you know, like concentrate on and maybe how, how do you teach people to concentrate on some of these things? Soft skills are so tough for people to really put their finger on. And I, I try to kind of, yeah. you know, do so that with this podcast. You've nailed it. Cause you said, try and get into the hearts of people or the minds of people. That's in a nutshell. I think what you said there is, is one or like one of the most important uh, soft skills. And I think, the way you get into their heart and mind, number one, you have to take an interest in them and be curious about them and make it all about them. And that's called rapport building. So it's everything from how you, the eye contact, that handshake, the, um, you know, the body language and asking questions, but not too intrusive if you don't, don't know them well enough, but taking in enough interest. So if you meet someone at a networking event, Oh, I, I can see that you're from England. Is how how long have you been here, or um, is this your first time to these yeah. events? What brings you here? Yeah. Oh wow, you have a business. That must be hard. I've always wanted to have a business. Uh, can you tell me, like, what does it take to have a business? That it, kind of stuff. It, Getting and then people. Now, sometimes you might meet somebody, and naturally, I don't know if you've had those, or because there was no um, chemistry between you and that person. So. Right. That, when you can do this naturally, but that's when you need to uh, understand the sales skills or the elements of how to mirror and match someone's body language and, uh, you know, uh, to, to then 
you have to work harder at trying to build rapport with that person when it's not natural. Yeah. And some people are actually, they're not people, uh, you know, I've met people that are so awkward that maybe 80%, 80% of their interactions are awkward. Or some people, they're so introverted and so <laughs> bored and they're not into this whole chit chat, small talk. And if you're in sales, well, unfortunately you have to understand and you have to at least uh, make yourself take an interest and like people in that moment. And you can even ask questions that are, that are going to take you to a deep conversation. As that's, some introverts, they're more into that deep conversation. But you, can, you can't just, like, because I'm an introvert, I don't like small talk. So I used to make the mistake of asking people, like a couple, that how did you meet? Was it first a love at first sight? Like, this is the first question I asked them. I never asked them, like, where are you from? You know, all the small things that are so yeah. boring to me until I get yeah. to that question, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that is funny. I, I couldn't ever peg you as an introvert. Um, you were just so um, dynamic. Uh, yeah, know, but, just, but I don't know you um, personally. Yeah, but introverts are not... Um, introverts can be loud and confident and dynamic, but introvert is where, uh, you know, an introvert... The typical introvert does not like too much socializing or talking to too many people. Yeah. An extrovert yeah. would get on a Zoom call every hour and they're just on Zoom and they're like doing these group chats and that's what, that's not, that comes natural to an extrovert. But an introvert, I think they like people, but if they talk to too many people, it's not even that they don't like them. It's like their energy because they get their energy from being alone where an extrovert gets their energy from being around people. And that's the confusion where people like, oh, you're an extrovert because but there are some extroverts that are very shy and they're very yeah. quiet, but they just, yeah. you know, they, they're always on the phone. They're always out. They need to talk to everyone. Yeah. And that's, I think, you know, I wish I was actually an extrovert because um, I, I, think, I think if I was an extrovert, Look, introverts do well with sales because they don't look like they're trying to sell. They, they, they're better listeners. But I think extroverts are better at building sustainable relationships because they need to, to always be communicating to people. And they, they can they have the energy to get in front of a lot more people. Yeah. And the more people you talk to, the more obviously you're going to sell. Yeah. You know, I've, I've had it once described, there was a lot of studies around, and some people don't think this is a thing, and I don't know if it's a thing. It's really extrovert and introvert is still all a theory. It's all a theory at the end of the day. Very I mean, true, theory, very true. You know, and not, yeah. not 100% exact science, yeah. um, but, you know, a lot of science around it. Um, but, you know, pe people, it's, it's kind of about what you avoid. Like, if you avoid certain situations with groups of people, then maybe you're yeah. an introvert. But if you avoid certain situations by alone, then maybe you're an extrovert. And you can do mm -hmm. both. But, um, you know, and, 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 and some of the greatest salespeople, you know, like you, like you, you, can, you can do both situations, but it's just kind of what you, you, you lean towards, what you avoid. Mm. And, and it's, you're, you're not too much of one or the other. Um, some of the yeah. salespeople kind of balance in that way. But, um, well, you know, so... Sure. Um, you know, yeah, talking about just kind of how, um, you know, what, uh, what it means. I mean, you talk a lot about, it's very cliche people, um, you know, by people individually, um, you know, in this world, and we connect on a very human level. Uh, we all have kind of biases. We all want to buy from people that we, you know, it's one said, like, know, and trust. Um, and I, I've always battled with this, um, mm. you know, this, do we buy from value or do we buy from relationships? You know, mm. if, if, if um, you know, if, if ultimately something was really, really valuable to us and the person selling it to us, 
you know, maybe wasn't, you know, we didn't hate them, but we weren't their best friend. Would we still, yeah. do we still buy it from them? What is your um, take on, um, you know, relationships in selling and um, the importance of value in selling? Um, I mean, I, I have the same belief as you. I do believe people buy from people they know, like, and trust. But sometimes you can buy from people that you know and trust. But I'm not saying, I, I don't think anyone would go out of their way to buy from somebody they dislike, unless I they're agree. a doctor. Or they're, <laughs> um, you know, like a funeral director. That, you know, <laughs> yeah, those yeah. kind of critical uh, situations. Or a politician where you like, okay, I have to now follow this politician. I've got no choice. But um, well, yeah. yeah, and even then people resist. But I think <laughs> the thing is, most of my clients, especially um, in large enterprise sales, I didn't really need to, we didn't have the best relationship. A lot of them, mm-hmm. you know, I might not talk to them for a year sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still create that value by staying on top of mine. Like they are on my newsletter we're on, they're on my um, LinkedIn. So I'm building, because I can't keep that relationship with every person. So I'm building uh, relationships at a scale. However, because I'm an introvert, the, my clients that I have a good relationship with, it's because I have a good bond with them and I'll have a relationship with them whether they were in my niche market or not. Like I would have I still had that relationship with them because, and it's actually a very small circle of people. It's like, um, you know, like when I actually, sometimes when I tag them on LinkedIn, it's like, these are the people I've spoken to. These are the people I know. These are the people that I mm. have kind of a relationship with. And it's like, you'll notice it's not many within mm. that. Uh, in, it's a specific industry, yeah. but it depends. Like some people want, to, I think I find it harder. Like the more I'm, I might know you and you know, you're my best friend. I might not want, I might find it more difficult to sell to you. That's I true. personally find yeah, it easier yeah. to sell to people that I don't have the closest relationship with, yeah. but I like them. You don't have to. Yeah. yeah. It depends. I mean, every person's different. And I met uh, one guy, he was a director of a boutique prestigious um, real estate. Like they sold multi-million dollar homes. And he said he wants to get into like, he's very successful and he's been, you know, he, his clients, he uh, goes to their baptisms, their weddings, their funerals. Mm-hmm. He's even baptized their children. He goes <laughs> into their lives and, you know, wow. and that works and that works for him. And, you yeah. know, he sells, I think, to more consumers right. who are right. buying multi-million dollar homes. So sometimes it could take years for him because he's, he's networking with everybody. And then eventually they're like, okay, so Lowry, he sells multi-million dollar homes. We know him. We really like him. He's baptized our child. We trust him. We're going to buy from him. So that could work. And it depends on what you're selling. You know, because I think in business as an enterprise, like not everybody has time to be your best friend. That's you have to understand. Yeah. So sometimes Ooh, okay. if I'm calling my customers, I don't call them and bother them just because I want to build a relationship with them every month. I might send them an email. I might offer them something like, Hey, you know, I've got this free webinar. Do you want to send your staff on my free webinar? Actually, it's not free. It's like, it's paid, but I'm like, okay, I'm giving away these five tickets. Do you want yeah, um, your yeah. staff or, Hey, um, I'm doing some research about this. Can you help me out? But yeah. I have an intention. It's not because some people, what they do, they want to build that relationship. And it's like, uh, Hey, how's it? not that I don't do that, but I know that these people are busy in, in enterprise. Like they don't have time to to always want to hang out with you 
Yeah, so I think it's a little rant I had. I don't know where no. I'm going with that. Or if it no, makes sense. It, it, it's like I, I'm I trying to figure out. Sometimes I'm figuring out what I think because no one's ever asked me that question. I like it. Well, that, yes. That's the, the point of a good open-ended uh, question. It provokes yeah. thought, right? In sales. Yeah. Like, we I, learn I, together. I, you know, some of my best training that I've uh, created or modules came from someone asking me a question on a podcast that I haven't thought about. And then I started creating frameworks just based on their questions okay. or things that I identified. Yeah. So I like, um, I find for podcasts, me being like, I'm, ed I'm it's educational as nice. well. Just give me like a 2% cut if you make a million dollars from it. Cool. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No worries. We can, we can negotiate. <laughs> yeah. I'd have a, I'd have a manager by then managing yeah. all my <laughs> Um, well, you know, I, I do. I think it's a real dilemma because I've seen a lot of sales trainers say, you know, um, get over it. People will not buy, like people don't just buy from people they like. You need to provide value. If there's no problem, no sale. I agree with that too. No problem, yeah. no sale. Um, but, you know, you can't, um, it doesn't mean, uh, saying that people don't just buy from people they like doesn't mean you can remove the relationship out of sales. If you're, it's two people, the relationship is there. Yeah. Just what you said makes me think that how we deploy our, our decide to deploy that relationship is, is going to be different for every single salesperson. There's no, you can have a framework around building relationships, but how that actually gets executed is feel. It's just, mm. it's just, you know, kind of your instincts, um, That's on true. the certain situation, you know, instincts are yeah. so kind of, uh, you know, some people don't want to be, like you said, your best friend or go to every baptism or be called all the time or talk about kids and they just want to get straight to the point and maybe, yeah. go, okay, then that person I need to give more value to or just send more articles or free webinars or whatever. So yeah, it depends, it depends on the person. And also, uh, like I know, yeah, some people, if they're extroverted and they want that kind of, sometimes they, they want that relationship as well. But just to point out, um, I'm usually, because I work with a lot of staff and frontline staff and managers okay. and some, many times they're not the decision makers, but my relationships, I, uh, my best relationships are with those users. And a lot of people uh, don't focus on the user relationship, mm. but mm. I find that the user relationship is so important because they're the ones that make the invisible buying decisions. Because if they get the results or if they like my training or whatever they say about me, that's a referral to their decision maker. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Where a lot of people ignore that and they, they, even if you're selling software, they ignore that that's what, what's going on with the user. How are they finding it? Is it easy? Let's build those relationships with them. Let's, let's find out about their world, even though they're not the, 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 the decision maker at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah, no, there's so many, I like how you, you know, the invisible uh, sales, the invisible person, the invisible sale, there's so many invisible salespeople throughout our lives that can sell yeah. for us when we're yeah. not actually in the room with the person that maybe we need to talk to. Um, yeah, and that's what I learned them. in one of my best coaches. He said to me, if you want to be successful in, in your business, focus on other people selling for you, not yourself. And that goes in sales. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, you know, so what 
I want to kind of shift gears a little bit and talk about uh, the power of, you know, influence and selling now in a digital virtual world um, that we're now in. You talked a lot about, you know, shaking hands, eye contact, and I love that. I'm a big, you know, handshaker. Some people think that's icky. I'm a big handshaker. I'm a hugger in business. Yeah. You know, I, I'm a big networker. I love going in person, flying and seeing people. And, and now that's almost, you know, going away, for, at least for the foreseeable future. I don't know when it'll come back or if it, we will get a life back before COVID. It definitely, it should come back. <laughs> I think, it, I, th I agree. Like, I, I agree. It, it needs to come back. I can't, come you know, back. Yeah. I can't just do networking on Zoom meetings. Mm. I'm getting sick of them. But, um, you know, my question is kind of about the power of just of the internet of, 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 of how you can uh, build this growth. Cause you're someone on LinkedIn. Okay. So 40,000 followers and I know probably, you know, freaks some people out out there. What do you think are the keys to, you know, genuinely creating that human connection where a lot of people are just kind of trying to get more numbers and connections? Like, what do you mm -hmm. think are important uh, for people to think of? What are some actionable things that you would tell people to just create a more genuine human connection on LinkedIn? That's how we met. So I'd love yeah. to get your take on that. How you create a genuine connection is, even though, okay, so I have 40,000 uh, connection followers, uh, but... At the same time, I don't, if I get overwhelmed and think that I have to build a relationship with every single one of them, I'm not going to build a relationship with any of them. So I do uh, kind of have my, it's not intentional, but I have my, like the biggest relationships I have are with uh, my niche, employment services and the, that industry. So I, I do have a lot of them in my first level connections. So that way, if they want to, um, message me or I want to message them or they come up on my feed because I want to see what they're doing. I want to support their work. So supporting other people's work is number one, uh, commenting, engaging. Cause every time you comment or engage on their work, you're give, you're helping them advertise their message out to thousands of other the people in your, in, in your connection. So at the same time, you can build virtual uh, rapport with people without even ever speaking to them ever. Like you and I, we would have built virtual rapport because I've uh, seen your videos, you've seen my videos. And if you are likable in your video, you're genuine, you are somebody that is, show, um, you know, whether it's educational, sharing your personal story, you're not, you can, don't come across as condescending because I've seen people, and I, I've probably done it in one or two videos where I was like, <laughs> but some people, they come across as condescending. So, you know, um, for example, say I get, got on video and I said, all these other sales trainers, they have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> they're not credible. Like, listen, but I didn't say in those terms that I've seen people right. do that kind of right. thing where this framework, people don't like that. Right. They can see right through you. That's you bagging out your competition in an indirect way. So be likable, be genuine, get on camera. Now, like, I personally think that getting on camera is important. You don't have to, you don't have to do it all the time, but people, once they hear your voice, they see your face, they, that vibration, they can pick it up. For example, there's a guy called Corey Warfield. Now Corey Warfield, about two years ago, I think he just started LinkedIn. I saw his video. Um, he didn't, I think, I don't think he knew much people. And I was like, wow, this guy, I can feel his energy and presence. He's so likable. I like this guy. So I contacted him and I said, I want to talk to you. And I don't really do that much just so you okay. know. Um, yeah. 
because I'm, as I said, I'm not a Zoom person. Or, like I'm not that person that wants to talk to everybody. Introvert. Um, yeah. And also I think it's important to talk to people that you want to do business with and not everyone around the world we want to do business with. Right. So anyway, Corey has, he, he's somebody outside of my geography. I don't want to, you know, um, not somebody that I, him and I have any relation in our, what we do, but he was so likable that I, um, I said, I want to interview you, Corey. I want to interview you about, and I want to like, you know, share your video and I want to spread your message out to my connections. Cause at the time I had way more connections than he did. Cause he had just started. I think he maybe had 1000 or 2000 connections. Now he's at, I don't, I think 200,000 connections. No way. Yeah. No way. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So with him, I liked him. So yeah, I don't know. Your question was, how do we build? Yeah. Give, human give to other give. people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you know, focus on a, a few people that you can get on the phone, get on zoom with them uh, yeah. that, you, that you can, but don't exhaust yourself. Cause I know one person, he was getting on zoom with six people a day just to mm. talk. Mm. He ended up burning out and he stopped using LinkedIn for two months. He stopped yeah. talking to people because he's a true introvert. Like for him, that really drained his energy. Yeah. So just to, uh, Oh, go ahead. Finish what you're saying. No, no. I just like, just, yeah, manage your energy depending. But if you're an extrovert, do that because that gives you energy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at the point in my journey. So we, we'll fast forward and listen to this, you know, six months, a year from now. Um, but let's say I have, you know, I don't know what it is, 2,700. And I'm gonna just, you know, posting, you know, consistently each day and, um, my wife doesn't under know why I do it, um, so I'm trying to explain it to her. But that's what I, um, Corey said as well. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, it's really just to meet the, the, the just the, this type of stuff is 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 why you know you can meet mm. people from around the world um, by you know literally trying to you know tell people who, you know wh what you believe in, um, who you are, and you can literally have these connections. And so I do it. And, but I also have that because now I'm starting to get, you know, a little bit of a, you know, kind of a following or whatever, and, and people will connect with me. Let's say it's three or four people a day. And I want to like literally like message everyone and like, thank you for connecting. And like, and now I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I'm, I'm finding myself spending a lot of time, like, you know, messaging every single person that connects me, mm. connects with me. And I'm, and I'm saying, okay, where do, where is that cutoff? Where is that balance? How do I manage the relationships? Because I want to, you know, I want to be me. I want to be, I want to send him a video. I want, I knew a guy that sends everybody. Um, it's, um, he's in Australia. Um, yeah. um, I forget his name, Edward. I know his, you Edward know Zia. It, is he Edward Zia sent me well, a video I mean, and yeah. he sends every, I think you want, I, I want to say you want, he says, and he used my name like, Hey, awesome Alex. How are you doing from Australia? You know? And I'm like, you have hundreds of thousands of connections. You can't be doing this to every single person, but I don't know. I mean, but it works. Yeah. I got him on, I got him on LinkedIn because he sent me a video on Facebook. He oh, did, you he got him on I, LinkedIn. I mean, he was already on LinkedIn, but I, I helped, helped him, him with, um, well, I, I'm not taking credit, but he was not really a LinkedIn user. He was a Facebook user. We connected. Right. He right. sent me a video. Hey, lovely Rana, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. wow, this guy needs to start. So I told him, you know, um, I'm going to let me share with you how you can do this on LinkedIn. So it does. I mean, him sending me a video on Facebook, I, I, he stood out to me compared to so many other people. But some other people might freak out, think it's a bit too much. So, but you're saying that you're connecting with it. I think it's important to connect with the people 
that are either aligned to your message or you want to do business business with so so you don't burn out because if you're just trying to i understand everyone is important but in business proximity is power proximity to the right people who is your ideal clients who do you want to do business with and sometimes it's not the influencers that are going to help you sell or it's going to help you grow your business it's your target market yeah who is your target not you i'm just talking to anyone that's listening who is your target market who are the people you want to do business with where do they work which companies who are the staff uh connect with those people connect with the staff connect with the um frontline managers connect with the c-suite connect with i don't know the janitor anyone that has proximity to those companies those are the people that you want to be investing in the video message or the the voice message or the hey let's catch up because a lot of people get it wrong and they think it's the influencer is the person the influencer actually in fact the influencer does not probably read even your comments sometimes or your um message because they just have so many people messaging them that they get overwhelmed and they don't have time to respond to everybody yeah but the people with like 500 connections or the people that don't really use LinkedIn, they're the ones that are going to be paying attention to your message, by the way. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't think about that. I'm, I'm just at this point, and we'll see where, where things go. I'm learning, but I'm, mm. I'm just building. So I'm just, you know, I'll accept everyone. So <laughs> at this point, but I'm, I'll get to a point where, yeah, maybe I'm more strategic about it. But I also think that I would add to what you were saying is that if you think you could provide value to someone, somebody, yeah whether or not they're in your target market or in, in ideal customer profile, if you yeah. generally look at, you know, somebody used the example, they, 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 they saw that somebody had asked a question about branding. Should I use this logo or this logo? She's on the podcast today. And she mm. told me, you know, she, she reached out to that person. Let's have a consulting call. She didn't charge for it. She just said, let's talk. And she, she didn't sell them her service right away, but just like we, we, or she had, there was no need for her services. There was no, real opportunity to sell him anything really immediately. Um, But um, to what we were talking about, she sold herself. And now when, you know, if that person, you know, knows somebody that needs branding and consulting and what she does, you know, they, they bring, um, you know, she, she has that relationship. And I've had a couple people, I've had calls with, uh, there's numerous people that are going to listen to this. And we've had similar calls like that. We, we talked about video. They saw my videos. Hey, let's talk about video. Um, yeah. you know, and where they could help me. And we, we didn't, it wasn't a paid relationship, but who yeah. knows if it could be with myself or someone else, but it's, you know, it's trying to f- find where you can help. Um, as many Absolutely. People. Yeah. I think, so I think it's important. Not, not everybody you connect with has to be in your target market. Sure. Uh, if people inspire you, if people like, for yeah. example, Corey, Michael David Chapman, he's the one that helped me get a lot of rich. And I remember sending him the first message when I connected, because I never used to connect with people outside of Australia, by the way, three, two years ago. <laughs> and I said, you're the first person I've connected with outside of Australia. And look how everything changed for me. Uh, how my LinkedIn grew, how, uh, you know, how much uh, views I'm getting in the million, sometimes in one year, all because of I connected with somebody outside of my, so there is a lot Circle. of value, but at the same time, I'm just talking about the, the tradition, like the salespeople, the people that want to sell. Yeah. Sometimes being an influencer is not going to help, is not going to help you sell. If you're a business entrepreneur, that's a different story. So, but I talk to people that are saying, you know what, I want to sell, I want to stand out on LinkedIn. And I always say, you're going to stand out if you have a niche, if you have a target market. And if you're connecting with those people, you'll be the superstar yes. in that, that, that niche. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Rana, I could talk to you about so many things for so long, um, and, um, but I know you have to get on with your day. Um, I'm ending mine, you're beginning yours all the way in Australia. So um, I just think, um, you know, I heard so many great things of what you said. And at the end of the day, it's, it's really, you know, about this personal connection and, mm. you know, something we can all think about. So, um, you know, thank you so much. Did, you know, is there anything um, that you'd like to leave people with? I'm going to ask you two questions. One is just anything um, that you can leave people with um, out, outside of this, anything that, you know, you want to tell people, you know, that are listening, that are both in non-sales or maybe even professional sales role about building human connections. About building human connections? Yeah, yeah, yeah human so, connections yeah, in sales, yeah. yeah. In sales. So um, there's something called the trust equation and it's, um, I don't know if you can hear me because the internet's unstable. Yeah, yeah I got it, I got it. Yeah, I can. So there's something called the trust equation. So it's um, your credibility, your reliability, and your um, intimacy. Mm. So those over self-orientation and you can do mm. the trust equation where you can uh, say, okay, my reliability is nine out of 10. My uh, credibility is seven out of 10 and my intimacy level with people is six out of 10 and then self-orientation. So how interested are you in yourself? And you can mm. say, okay, uh, my self-orientation is actually 10 out of 10. And then when you calculate those, and it's like the, the um, self-orientation is a dominator, the dominator needs to be less than um, the top part. Mm. I'm not good with maths anyway, but yeah. so at the end of the day, self-orientation needs to come last for you to be able to build great connection with people. Cool. cool. And as you said, get into their minds and hearts. Yeah, that's the key. How do I get to this person, into this person's heart and mind? Yeah. And it's like, you do that when you're trying to date somebody. Why don't you try and do that with everybody that you meet? Don't try and seduce them or anything, you know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah, I mean, that, it's a look. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's listening. It's a story. It's, you know, like keeping the conversation going. It's all mm. those things that we do. And we may not even realize it, but I, I like to say that they're just, they feel natural. They don't feel like sales. They feel like, you know, just great conversations and you know maybe they are sales and I, I i agree that the the word should be able to be said and they, and they are you know when you're convincing someone to go on a second date that's a sale you know yeah. but it's also other things but you know the things that you're doing are you know things we all have the ability to do if we if we just kind of pay more attention to it um absolutely so thank you so much rana i want to last but not least i ask this of all my guests it's just something about you the great human that you are so people can really know that we are truly all different so a unique fun story about you what's something that can you know would only and could only happen to you so it's something unique it's a, maybe a story about you that someone could say you know what that is totally something that would only happen to rana kordahi or something maybe unique i don't and funny know about you. Okay, so I don't know if it's you. I can tell you something that I've done. Yeah, I, don't, I, just, yeah. I haven't really thought about. It. And also, by the way, I have a bad memory. So <laughs> I have a bad oh, memory. Oh no, I don't I want do. to stump you. <laughs> um, no memory in my life. So it's uh, sometimes I even like get the year wrong or the actual story wrong, and people oh. are like, no, that's <laughs> uh, okay. So in two thousand two thousand and 
seven, I think I spun the world's globe. I wanted to travel and my landed, my finger landed on Mexico and I moved there two weeks later. Didn't know anybody, didn't know how to speak Spanish. I actually didn't. Yeah, I did. I moved there. No. I packed my bag. I mean, I had been saving because I wanted to live somewhere abroad and I studied uh, how to teach English, uh, but I didn't know where to move. You know, that hard choice. Like I want to live somewhere out of the whole world. And, and then finally I said, you know what? I'm just going to spin the world. I, I did give myself three. If you know, if, if, but even like people say, Oh wow. Like Mexico is so dangerous. Your, your, your organs are going to get uh, stolen. What are you doing? And I just didn't listen to anyone. And it was the most amazing experience wow. of my life. Uh, it was the best. Like I ended up moving to Cancun. Then I moved to a place called Playa del Carmen. Yeah, I I've worked, been there. Um, I've been there. Yeah. I worked yeah. at a resort. I, well, I mean, I learned a lot of sales there because I was selling timeshares. Don't judge yeah. me. But yeah, so it was a great experience. I, I, that, you know, I'm going to leave it off there because I'm going to talk <laughs> to you more uh, about that story at some point. That is amazing. Uh, you know, Rana Kordahi, all the way from Australia. Thank you just from the bottom of my heart coming uh, on this and talking about your unique human story and um, giving us um, so much of your time. It's, we're so blessed. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. I'm blessed too. And I feel honored that you have invited me out of the thousands of people you could have invited, you invited me. So thank you so much. It was more than well worth it. Thank you so much, Rana. Hey gang, all right, wow, you made it to the end. I know your time is valuable, so thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending your time here with me. If you heard a quote you liked, got a quick bit of value, or you have an idea that can help convince others to join, I urge you to take a minute and leave a five-star rating and review. That helps us gain influence and bring some really great guests on to add even more value to you and others. You can also always contact me directly tell me your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you. All my info is in the notes. Let's help convince anyone that they have the ability to sell well just by being great humans. And this podcast is proof. All right. See you on the next episode of Stories of Selling Human.